Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard. Now let me say that again. We and selfishness, and we're still talking in the area of, right now, probably more so righteousness, but it's the same thing as holiness. Let's go to Psalms 37, the first verse. Psalms 37, 1. Hallelujah. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Well, how in the world could you be envious against the workers of iniquity, against people that are out here in the world and sinning and all this stuff that's going how how could you how could you how could you feel that way? Well, I mean after all, hmm, wow, they're out there having a good time, aren't they? Hmm? Well they're out there well they're not keeping Sabbath. They're not keeping Shabbat. Look at look at them. Man, they're out there buying, selling, working, having a big time. Yeah, sure. But he's that's what he's saying. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as green herb. Now, now, you mean while we're looking at them, God's going to... No, no. See, the, the, the problem with sin is that there's really not a, a given payday while we're here on this earth anyway for that to happen. But as I've always said, sin has a payday, okay? And you've heard me say most recently, talking about the United States of America, the sin of America has now come come forth, Okay. Uh, but it, it could take years for for even what was being spoken here by the psalmist that that it, it's not something that happens over overnight. But you can bet on one thing: sin has a payday. It may not be every Friday, as I've always said, at, at four o'clock, but it will come. And it, and I think all of you in your lives can say, well, yeah, you know. And 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 I think that I'm not going to say neat thing, but I think one of the things that always has intrigued me about my life is. That I'll go along and you know have sin, repent, and see. Even though you repent, you're still going to pay. And I, I don't think much of the church understands that at all. But I, I, you know, like some going to happen, I'd sin, and I'm saying, Lord, forgive me. Well, lightning didn't strike, as I'm always saying. I wish that that was the way God had set it up. That would solved a lot of this. But lightning didn't strike, and and you know what? The next day, I see no repercussions. Now, because we're human, say amen, amen, that, bless God, it's real simple to forget that we have to pay for sin. Huh? Well, I thought Jesus paid for that. Say, he did. We'll get to that later. But the fact of it is, a month later, two months later, I've gone as four or six months, and all of a sudden, I mean everything turns to a dingy-looking brown. Do you understand that without me going into Okay. And the angel would speak and said, see, payday has now come for your sin. I'm going, wow. And then things went on, and then I began to realize more and more and more that I would sin and I would repent, but bless God, somewhere it came. So eventually, eventually it's going to come. Now, can we get to the place where, bless God, that... Uh, uh, 
We can't sin? No. Never going to get there. Okay, Paul said, I sin daily. But you know what Paul was doing after what I, little I've read to you this weekend? Paul was trying to get the whole thing across to those people. I think Paul was probably doing what even this prophet was been doing a little bit of, trying to get you to kind of laugh and to kind of grin and say, oh, me and oh, my, but it's going to be all right. Okay, and it's going to. Third verse, trust in the Lord and, and do good, so that thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And probably most of you got that that uh, that underlined or highlighted in your in your scripture because it's something it seems like that you hear a lot of people saying well god said that he would give me the desires of my heart well he did okay he did he said but you see we often forget to read the first part of the fourth verse delight thyself also what does it mean to delight yourself in the lord it means that you're wrapped up tied up 24 hours seven days a week with the lord god that's what that means. It doesn't mean, oh, golly gee, I love the Lord. Well, you ought to love the Lord, but you've got to delight yourself in the Lord. Okay? Uh, 15 says, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So, in other words, to get the desires of the heart, you're going to commit thy way unto the Lord. What is his way? Holiness. Okay? Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You have to trust him that he will do exactly what he says he'll do. Now, we trust him for the blessings. You, you, you won't find probably anybody in the church world that will not trust God for the blessings. The problem is we won't trust God for the curses. Make sense? Hmm? We'll trust him for them blessings over there, but we won't trust him for the curses. And that's the reason so much of the church doesn't understand there's a price to be paid when you sin. Okay? Uh, choose life, choose death, hmm? choose blessings, choose cursings. It's your choice. My place as your prophet is to is get you to understand you're going to have to choose the life okay, and the blessings. But you're also going to have to face the fact that there is the others. All right? Let's go on. Six, and it shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Now, if you will, in fact, do what's happening there in 3, 4, 5, and 5, then it shall bring forth your righteousness. Rest in the Lord, 7th verse, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who, who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't be concerned about them. Cease from anger, not to be anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself anywise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider thy place, and it shall not be. And the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him uh, with, with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent the bow to cast down the poor, needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of the many wicked. And some of you really need to understand that. I think, I think it's difficult for us to become satisfied. 
I, I, I think being Americans, I think it's a lot harder than it is in a lot, a lot of the, I'm sure in the third world, but even in a lot of the other nations of this world. To get to the place of understanding, you have to be what? You've got to be patient. Patience will deliver you. Okay, but you've got to be there. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, the Lord upon, uh, upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their heritage shall be what? Forever. What does that mean? That's eternal life. They shall not be ashamed of the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Are we going to have famine in the land? Yes. Holiness will bring forth what? We're going to be satisfied. Now, that brings us to something. Now, the church that's left here in America... What's going to happen when all this stuff happens? I, I have, I have uh, prophesied for numbers of years about a civil war that's going to take place, and we're, we're at the brink of it. It may take 10 years. It may take 20 years. To, but there's going to be a civil war in this country. And I, if you expand your mind just a, a, a bit, I know you can understand by seeing what's going on right now in, in the government and in this land. And with it, there's going to be what? The fall of the money. There's going to be, bless God, the rising of food prices where people can't afford the food. So I, as a vision showed, I, I saw children dying of starvation, people dying of starvation. I saw blood in the streets because of civil war. It's coming, folks. They're the, you know, and there again, I can't give that vision to you I mean, and make you say, oh, yeah, there it is. No, you can trust, you can believe, but you, you don't know because the vision was given to me. But as we read the scriptures and the, and the scriptures begin to, uh, to unfold before us, there's going to be a certain amount of people on this earth. Now, come on, listen to me now. That during this terrible time, the Bible describes it as one of the most, one of the worst times, uh, that this earth has ever seen. But the Bible describes a, a, per, a people that God is going to lift up out of this. Okay? A people that God said, and I will save them out of it all. There's going to be a people. Now, what I'm teaching you this weekend is that, yes, we are that people. We are the apple of God's eye right now on the face of this earth. We are the ones in which the Lord God is definitely looking to and at. But if we do not bring ourselves to the place when that time comes... Listen, and it surely cometh. A famine, that time we, we'll have when people will go in houses with guns and kill people for a handful of rice. A whole family will, will die, families. If we don't bring you to the righteousness place, are you with me? We're just going to end up being one of them. Standing, oh, I'm Ephraim, I'm Ephraim. You think that, you think that, bless God, impresses God. That don't do anything for God. What does for God is those that will serve him in holiness and righteousness. The ones that bless God that are going to be pulled up out of this thing by the strength of the right hand of the Lord our God is going to be Ephraim and or the Ephraimites that bless God the what? That forced, now listen, the kingdom is taken by what? By force. That forced their way into holiness. Now, I don't think at this point, and we're quite a ways off from finishing here this weekend, I don't think at this point any of you 
uh, think this thing's going to be easy, and it's not. But I hope at this point that you understand what this prophet has told you. It, you are more than capable, you're more than able to be that. What? Of righteousness and holiness. You are. But you're going to have to do what? Get the sin out of your life. Has anybody misunderstood that at this point? Because I'm, you know, I'm keep going over it. And I'll keep going over it. If there's one person the Lord shows me by the, by the anointing that has not got a hold of this, I'll keep going. Why? I would leave the flock, the whole flock, to bring the one back around. Okay? One of those things. So keep hold of and understand we are coming to the point. We are exactly what he's talking about here. And what we have to understand is that God, that God is going to do what? He's going to save us out of this thing. But now listen, he cannot save us out of this until we walk in to holiness. He can't. I've already read enough scriptures to sink that boat if there's anything that anybody that thinks otherwise in this room. Okay? He can't. Okay. And I'm loving it. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. We got this thing made, and we just don't know it. Now, in the... Uh, let's see. We're, okay, here I'm, 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 I'm looking. I think I'm lost, though. Am I 18th verse? 19. Thank you. I I'll see famine right here. So I'm looking down. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need. I got the. Got, Donna gives me these little markers, and what I'm supposed to do is put that there. And when I get all wound up, then I call, oh, there it is. Take the marker off and set it over here like this. And then when I stop, put the marker back down. Well, I haven't got there yet. All right, let's do this thing in 20. But the wicked shall perish. Who are the wicked? The unholy. And the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of the lambs. They shall, they shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. Mm. For such as be blessed of, the, of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. In other words, we are the ones to inherit the earth. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man. What's a good man? A holy man. Okay? They're ordered by the Lord. See, that's the reason why I can tell you, Aheris, your prophet, that my steps I know, because I have the track record of knowing, are being ordered by God. I know that. I know that God, and, and what does he say? He says, I not only guide your footsteps, I won't even let your foot slip on the way. I know that the Lord God has ordered, has ordered my footsteps. I'm here, okay, I'm here because of that. Though he fall, he shall not utterly cast down. In other words, even though I'm being guided, but my feet are being guided by the Lord God, my footsteps are, uh, and I should stumble, should fall, for the Lord uphold of him with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now that again is a scripture used an awful lot, a lot of organizations, church-wise. But I love it because of the fact that he, that he says, he says, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken. Okay, in his lifetime, he, he saw exactly what God told him, okay, nor his seed begging bread. Uh, why? Because they were walking in what they were told to walk in. Okay? 
He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. So you want to, you know, the old story of this, you want it to work out, you best understand you've got to depart from evil. Is sin evil? Oh, absolutely. That's what, what evil is, sin. 28, for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. He will not forsake us. They are preserved forever. Wow, isn't it worth becoming holy that you might be preserved forever? But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and shall dwell therein forever. What's going to happen when we go back to Israel? What's, what's, what's the, what, bless God, is the promise? That we, as the twelve tribes, will never be separated again, and we will live forever in the land of our forefathers, the land of Israel. It goes on to say, The mouth of the righteous speaketh of wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. There, it goes back to this thing about his steps again, doesn't it? In other words, is God watching over? You bet he's watching over. Is he guiding? Absolutely he's guiding. And even though we should stumble, right, he's going to lift us up. Now he's coming back and saying in 31 there, the law of his God is in his heart. What have I taught you? You've got to keep going over the scripture, get it in your mind, then it goes into your heart, your spirit. And that's what he's saying. Those people do that. So when you look at the church, how much of the church is, has, got the, has got enough word in them that it has now passed from their minds into their hearts? Probably not enough to spit on if you knew the truth, okay? Now, he goes on to say, The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh the slain. Now, they're always, always after the righteous. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord. Keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, holy man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgression shall be destroyed together, or transgressors, the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation, the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Shall I ask, the, are, are we going to see a time of trouble on this earth? A time of trouble this earth has never seen. Nothing that has ever, ever come to this earth is about to come. And brothers and sisters, you have to grab on to this. The only way to escape this is to become holy. This, again, it's not going to be enough to go to church. It's not going to be enough that you've got Jesus in your heart and you speak in other tongues through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be enough. You're going to have to walk. You're going to have to live in holiness. I hope you can grasp more of that. I hope you can understand that because that's the way it is. Because he's going to do what? He is their strength in the time of trouble. We're going to need strength, aren't we? Amen. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. How does he know that you trust in him? Because you're walking in holiness. Please grab on to that. Can he know that instantly by looking? He already knows that before he looks at you. All right. He knows. 
Holiness, again, is not a futile act of being <clears throat> cute in front of other people. Okay? It's not, as I said this morning, the way you dress. It's not the way you act. It's what's in here. And if it is in here, it comes out out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks, right? So in some of your cases, all you got to do is sit with you about five minutes and listen to you talk. You can find out what's in here. You see, doubt and unbelief, fear, oh me, oh my, what are we going to do? That's not, that's, that's not of God. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the yea, Lord, that every blessing, every promise that you've made is mine because the righteousness that I walk in, the holiness that I've become. That's where you've got to come with this thing, folks. And, and again, uh, hard? Well, I didn't say it was going to be easy. Impossible? Absolutely not. You can do this. Yeah, you can do this. You will do this. All right? Let's go to Psalms 112. Psalms 112. Hallelujah. I'm doing pretty well in the way. I don't hear anybody snoring. If, if somebody snores sitting next to you, elbow them. It always works, okay? Psalms 112.1. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Wow. Wow. Now we're getting back to it again, aren't we? Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. How does he know whether you fear him? If you keep his commandments. What will keeping his commandments do? That what will get you to a place of the sin coming out of your life so that you do walk to be holy. Number two, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. That's your children. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Really? And his righteousness endureth forever. Under the upright there shall arise light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see the desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Why? Because of the righteous. Because of the righteous. Because of us. Isn't it something to, to, to know that we come into a time? All of this that has been written, folks, when it comes down to it, well, other than Pacific, whatever, to this nation, that nation, we're it. Isn't it something to think that all these thousands of generations have come and they have gone? This is it. We are the end of the matter. So it really doesn't matter, does it, really? That you feel like that you've got to stay up with the world, you've got to stay connected to the world, you've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to feel like that you're pleasing everybody in the world? No, that's the problem. Separate yourself. Come out of that thing so that you and yours can live. Folks, this is serious, serious stuff. This is going to happen. Judgment is come. And if you don't know that, you do now. Judgment, it's only a matter of time. Turn on that television set. Turn it on and start watching and listening to what they're saying. 
we are on a fast road to the bottom. And we are going to hit bottom. We're going to. God help the rest of them. You say, well, Brother Decker, what, 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 what can we do for the church? Pray for them. Pray that their eyes are opened. You know, some people think that the whole church happens to be the Ephraimites. I wish they were. They're not. But yet again, even if they were, they have to make a choice, don't they? Just like you made a choice. Just like I made a choice. But it will lead us. It will lead us to safety. It will lead us to a place of peace. And you know, when it comes down to that, what else is there? Our God is going to bring us out of all of this time of tribulation. We are going to be not taken up in our, what the church um, named to be the rapture, which again, there's a catching away, but there's not. Uh, no, uh, we're going to be set into a place of safety. Call that a rapture, if you will, okay? But it's not like we're going to be here one minute, zip, everybody can't sit. Where'd they go? Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to know every step that we take, but God is going to do what? God is going to guide the footsteps of the prophet. And in turn, I'm going to be saying, come on, Ephraim. Come on, Ephraim. You're going to say, whoa, wait a minute. There's an ocean that's going to have to open up or we're going to have build boats or we're going to swim. God will open the ocean, Ephraim. Come on. Come on, Ephraim. Come on, Ephraim. Come on, Ephraim. Ephraim, come home. Yeah. Ephraim, come home. But we will trust in the Lord. See, I would rather, I, you know, push come to shove, I would rather die trusting in God, going the direction that I know God's taken me, than stand here and saying, Help me, Jesus! Amen. There's going to be a lot of sad sad people folks it's going to be a shame and you say like i have said so many times lord god why can they not see why can they not understand why is my prayers not breaking through don't give up praying for them you hear me don't you give up on your families upon your friends you pray every day every day God is able. Amen? God is able. Wow. It's exciting to see what we're about to see. You know, at one point in time, I wondered, I wondered, what was, what, and I'm not trying to be arrogant about any of this, but I've seen God do so much, and, and I'm saying, well, Lord, what else, what's left for me to see? And then the angel came and began to show me, and I go, well, I'm not seeing anything yet. And I haven't, and neither of you. You know, I said, I, I think early on uh, about being in this room with me, and I said under the anointing that there were some of you in this room would see the dead be raised. And there are. Not without holiness, though. See, you didn't hear me say that then, did you? See, God's kind of one of these gods that likes to do this thing, like uh, throw you out, uh, you know, and get you come a little closer there. there here's a hamburger, and you eat, and here's a... Here's a <laughs> No cheeseburgers, you understood that. <laughs> Not kosher, right? And, and, and so they keep coming and keep... Well, see, that's really what he was doing with me there. Trying to give you the hope and the encouragement that one day you'll raise the dead. But tonight, or this weekend, he's trying to tell you what it's going to take to get that done. Is that kind of like a hook in the jaw? Yeah, that's pretty well the way that is. But he's got us hooked anyway, right? 
we're hooked. There isn't, you know, folks, there's no, there's no other game in town, as we say. All right, let's do this thing. Let's make it happen. Now, he goes on to say, uh, the 10th verse, The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Now, that is as important there because we need to understand that there's going to come a time when, when bless God, the, the desire of the wicked shall perish. In other words, uh, prophets, you mean that the, the wicked are not going to, yeah, they're just going to kind of be there. doesn't say they're going to be gone, but their desire will perish. That desire to do what? To raise up its head, being uh, uh, guided by Satan and his cohorts, is going to be something that's going to stop. Is that going to be a time when, when the final defeat of Satan has come? I'm not sure about that. But let me tell you one thing. You and I can cause it to be ceased right now, this very moment, right here where we're at on this earth. Okay? Um, wow. We don't know what we have, brothers and sisters. We don't have any idea what we have with this mighty God that we serve. You know, I find myself at times walking around the yard at night, looking up at all those beautiful stars, looking over. Not, I think it was last month we had such a beautiful, beautiful full moon, and and new moon was so was so vivid. And I, and often I'm walking around, I'm looking up, and I'm saying. God, what kind of a God are you? You ever thought about what kind of a God is this? A God that said, let there be light? A God that created everything that there's ever will be or ever is and has been on this earth? What kind of a God is this? He's a mighty God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of all of Israel. The God of all the earth. Everything below the earth. Everything above the earth. He is the God there. I've answered that. That's probably Jesus. <laughs> Always like that. Please turn your cell phones off when you come in here. He grabs on to the anointing. Thank, say, thank you, prophet. It didn't grab the anointing. Because see, that phone call could have ruined the rest of this. Now, um, um, well, yeah, thank you. Um, Proverbs 2 1. Proverbs 2 1. Say, I love you, prophet. Even though you. No, let's don't. Let's just leave it there, all right? Well, preachers don't act like that. I'm a preacher, but I'm a prophet, okay? And yes, I'm sorry, real prophets, that's the way we are. Either line up or get out. Don't let the door hit you on the backside on the way if that's what you decide to do. Well, I just don't think that's Jesus. No, that's the prophet, anointed by God. My son, if thou wilt be, first verse, wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures. Now, you know, that's really what this thing is about. You, you have really got to get after this thing with God. And, and, and when it starts talking about uh, seeking her as silver for silver and searchest for her uh, as hid treasure, it means that you're what? You're on a treasure hunt for the Word of God. 
And, and, and to do that, you got you got to diligently, you got to keep on, you got you can't lose hope about it. Then after that, the forward says five. Then shall I understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. But first, you have to go through these steps in which the writer has given to us. All right. Wow. He said, then, 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 after you have been, you know, after, after you received his words, hit his commandments with us. Incline your ear into wisdom. Apply thy heart to understanding. After this, thou criest after knowledge and listest up thy voice for understanding. If you will seek the Lord God, okay, as silver and searcheth as hid treasures, then shall thy understand fear and the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And that's the way it comes. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh a knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walketh or walk upright. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shall thy understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward what the forward things. I, I really like the fact that the, the writer here is trying to get us absolutely to understand that we don't have anything to be concerned about. If we do, you know, I, you know, as I taught you within the things of the covenant. And we got down to the thing for you to just simply understand what God's really saying. You know, he's telling us that we are to observe and do all of it. And then he goes on through in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy and begins to tell us all these things are going to happen in our lives if we will observe and do all. There's that, there's that A-L-L thing again. And then at the end, I think of the 15th verse, then he goes in, but if you will not do, then all of these curses will come and take over. And then he lists that. And then that goes back, I think, to 60, what, 63 or something like that verse. Now, we decide, okay, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're going to get ourselves lined up. And then I took you to the place of simply getting you to understand. The Lord said, if you will do this, I will do that, that which you have need of. If you won't do this, then I won't do that, really meaning he can't. Why? The Lord cannot defile his own self. Okay? And, and brothers and sisters, this is where most of you get in trouble because what you're doing, you're trying to live a life of sin, and then you're trying to cry out to God and say, well, I keep the Sabbath. It isn't like God doesn't hear. It isn't like God's arm is too short. What's going on is that, bless God, until you come to understand there's certain things you have to do until those things which you have need of are going to come to pass. That's the reason why. See, you can come up here and I can lay hands on the dead and they're raised in the name of Yeshua. They can walk out that door and get run over by an airplane next door if they walk out on the runway. You say, well, how that could that happen? That's why. If you will do this, I will do that. If you don't do this, I can't do that. The anointing that comes for this prophet has done many, many miraculous things, thousands upon thousands. But the fact of it is, I can't make you understand how, let alone why, that anointing's destroyed yoke in you. Can't do it. 
And that's, again, the reason why. You, hey, it's all in the book. Whether you need healed, you need a miracle, you need finances, you need your marriage straightened up, your family straightened up. It's all in the book. And when you realize it's in the book, when you realize that this God is not an easy way out simply by saying, Jesus, help me. Help me, Jesus. I went to church last Wednesday, Jesus, about a month ago. Huh? You have to understand something, brothers and sisters. It was never made to work that way. The church tried to convince you it would work that way. Well, you're the righteousness of God. You walk in holiness because of Jesus. Well, you're the righteousness of God. You walk in holiness because if, what? If you will do what I've told you to do, my commandments, say the Lord. And if you don't, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It ain't going to happen. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm not, but if I was wrong, then the church wouldn't be in the position they're in. There would be no way to gainsay the church and stand like I stand month after month and year after year and point my finger at the church. But the fact of it is, folks, the church had no real prophet. The church didn't have revelation knowledge, which only the prophets can have. And that's the reason they don't understand what I'm trying to get you to understand even this weekend. We are the righteousness of God. You are righteous through Christ. But you're going to have to do what? Observe and do all. Observe and do all. Say observe. Observe. And do all. Do all. See, I didn't take long to say that, did it? Going to take a lifetime to get it done, though, right? Okay. All right. Let's go on. Let's go on. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Proverbs 14:34, and this again is something we've all heard, but I think it's important because it, it, it says, "Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is reproached any people." That right, that verse right there is why the United States of America is going to go all the way down to its knees. Okay? Why? Because we serve God. This great nation serve God. Now we got a president that's all for the boys marrying the boys and the girls marrying the girls. It's all for bringing this nation to a socialist state, which, again, has never worked anywhere on the face of this earth. Uh-huh. What's going on? Well, let me tell you something. Obama is God's man. What? I'll say it again. Obama is God's man. He can use anything or any circumstance to bring judgment. He's using this administration to bring judgment to this United States of America. You watch. I went through all that last quarterly, remember? Some of you are are sadly disappointed that you didn't get the CD for that, aren't you? Oh, look at them heads bobbing now like a bunch of chickens going down for the corn. Yeah, you can. (laughs) I love it. Well, that's the reason, like I said, got to take notes. Thank you, prophet. You're welcome. I don't Okay, come on. Let's go to Romans 6. Let's go over there because this this is really... Now, you know, we, we, we've been Old Testament, Testament, Old Testament enough here for right now. And I, I want to jump for just a few minutes anyway over into, over into Romans, the sixth chapter. Okay, the sixth chapter. And we're going to start, listen, we're going to start in, in verse 1. Okay. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we commit sin, continue in sin, that grace may abound? Now, what, now listen, what Paul is saying, then we just go ahead and sin because we're living in grace. And shall we, shall, you know, isn't that what some of the denominate, maybe that's where they got that. I don't sin anymore or I can sin and it doesn't matter. 
Well, that's what, again, this is what Paul is trying to get across. God forbid, he says, which absolutely not. How shall we then that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized unto Jesus Christ, were baptized unto his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in, in likeness of his death, we shall also uh, in, in the likeness of his resurrection, or we'll be that. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Now here we go. Now this is about this salvation. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now again, so it has been destroyed in the sense that now we don't have to serve sin. We shouldn't serve sin. All right? Now, uh, uh, seventh verse, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Amen. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin. Now listen, S-I-N, sin, once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Yeshua, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Hmm. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Okay, it doesn't have dominion over you. And you're not under the law, but under grace. Now, let me stop, because I know, because of the sake of this CD, I think most all of you in this room understand what he's saying here. It's not, we're not, under, we're under grace. We're not under the law to get to heaven. Heaven could not, we couldn't get to heaven through what the law was. Never was meant to be. We were always told that he would send forth, all right, his holy son, and he would become sin for the world, okay? And he did all that. And I know you understand that, but I want to say that because there's gone. a lot of people around the world are, are ordering the materials now. And uh, for their sake, I want to make sure that each and every time they understand what Paul was talking Paul, again, Paul was not against the law. Please, if you don't understand that, get the series that I do called Paul and the Law. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, um, what then, 15th verse, shall we sin because we're not under the law but under the grace? Under grace, God forbid. See, he's covering that. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Hallelujah. I speak after the matter of men, uh, I speak after the matter of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members' servants uh, to uncleanliness and iniquity and iniquity, even so now you yield your members' servants to righteousness under holiness. There it is again. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. 
And now, folks, what he's trying to do is the same thing that I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm getting you to understand, yes, they're saved, all right, yes, through his setting of blood, through the grace that we have from that, okay, we're going to get to heaven. But what he's now saying, look, you were servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. So when you're involved in sin, you're not in righteousness. What fruit hath ye then in those things whereof ye have now are ye are now ashamed? Let me get in a minute. For the end of those things is death. But not being made free from sin, and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through. Uh, Yeshua, Christ Jesus, our Lord. Uh, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Sin will kill every prayer you try to pray. Every one of them. And that's again, again. You know, you you guys been around the longest, especially. You've heard me talk about the fact of what is a real prophet. In fact, we got that series, okay? What, what is a real prophet? What, what is there about a real prophet of God? And how that we've got so many, 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 many people here in the United States of America that's yelling, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophetess. How are you going to tell? Well, of course, I, I took you all the way through familiar spirits, and I began to teach you and get you to understand something. Familiar spirits is of the other side. It's of darkness. God doesn't use, as I hope you can understand now, the reason the Lord God uses this prophet, I have walked out of enough sin in my life that he can use me. Understand, please, what I'm saying. It isn't a matter of how many years I put in at the factory. It's a matter of whether or not I took sin out of my life and replaced it with the life of God's holy word. Okay? And so we have all these people out here that are prophesying and all this stuff, and God said this and God said that. And yet at the same time, the ones that I have had an opportunity to be around there for a small span of time, I was around a lot of people that were calling themselves prophets and prophetess. And, 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 and there's something about this prophet that works real well, and some of you have found out up close and personal, I can look inside your heart. God, by the anointing he's given me, I can sit down with you, and I can, and I'm said early on, I can come back through here. It'd be easy to tell all of you probably what you had for lunch if I'd gone through the, tell you what you had for breakfast on Friday before you got here Friday night. That's the way it works. I've always said, don't don't come play uh, uh, play uh, the kangaroo court with me because you're going to be the kangaroo, okay? Uh, over and over again, and I, I would I would discern, not not looking for it through judgment, but God would just drop it into my bucket. And you know what it was every time? They were full of sin. Now listen, I've taught you, God's not going to use you until you get the sin out of your life. You may be a prophet, you may be a prophetess, you may be an apostle, evangelist, and teacher. None of that's ever going to happen until you get the sin out of your life. That anointing is never going to evolve into you like God wants it to until you get the sin out of your life. Then we'll see. See, that's the reason my, uh, well, it's not real, real famous yet. We don't have enough people, I guess, to be able to call it famous. Come in, sit down, and what? And learn something, okay? Don't think so highly of yourself. 
Just come in, sit down, shut up, and learn something. Okay? Oh, boy. I like that. Okay. Let's see what we can do now. Now, let's, uh, uh, let's go to Romans 8.1. 8, 1. 8 1. Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now con- no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And again, we know probably know that very well. Second verse, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Yeshua, hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, now, there he's, now he's trying to tell us again, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness, Okay, a sinful flesh. He was likened to that. He was subject to all sin. Okay, yet he sinned not. And for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Well, the renewing of it can be through the Word, of course. So then that they are in the flesh, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If you be that, the Spirit of Christ, or God, dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Yeshua, Jesus, from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if... You through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, again, this is nothing new. I've, I've used this quite a bit. You've heard it quite a bit and heard it probably a lot more when the churches you might have come out of. But the key is the same story is being told over and over and over again. We have to come out of this place. This flesh wants what? This flesh always wants the best for you. When push comes to shove, you're going to choose the flesh every time. What, what we're trying to do this weekend is to get you to come to the point where maybe part of the time you quit choosing the flesh until you get to the place where you understand the flesh, the flesh, the flesh will do nothing for you. This is something that's done in a realm that, bless God, folks, not many people have ever been able to cross over into until they give up the ghost. All right? It is a realm that, that most only the apostles and the prophets and a few men and women of God throughout the ages have ever been able to cross over into that other dimension that we call the supernatural or the spirit world. We are coming to a time. I, I, I did a series on, on uh, you know, the life of, uh, what, life of the miraculous or living the life of the miraculous or something like that. It's been so long I forgot the name. But that's where we're coming to. Those things are so true in your lives. Uh, I think I said last night, God is waiting for you. The prophet is waiting for you so that we, Ephraim, can go on. 
As I said in the visions, I have seen children in these very last days raising the dead in the name of Yeshua. Folks, there is something that's coming on the scene by the name of the Lord God, Yahweh, and His Holy Son, Yeshua, that this world really... Oh, I, I, I don't think has never seen. I don't. The, the thing is, I'm sure of, they've never seen it in the magnitude in which it's going to now be seen. You have an opportunity, folks, and, I, and I, I know that you can't understand that one day there's going to be millions of us. God has chosen you, brought you to this thing as the first fruits of this thing. There's no end to what God will do with those of you that are here now and the ones that will come in the near future. There's nothing. The only thing that's going to beat you out of this is you. This prophet will give you the tools to work with. This prophet will bring the anointing to break the yokes in your life so that you can. The old story is, you can take that old Missouri mule, huh? You can tie a rope around his neck like he's back at them doors and take a winch truck and, 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 and hook that winch truck to that rope and, and hit, that, uh, hit that winch and, and, and he'll just put his feet forward and, and you just keep a dragging him in the, in the dirt and here he comes. You get him up at that drinking trough because you're going to make him drink. You get him at that drinking trough, and, and bless God, you, you get off and leave him kind of stretched on that rope, with that, you know. And then you take a block and tie a concrete block or two on his neck, throw him over into that drinking trough, and boom, down goes his head. Now, that old Contrary Missouri mule might drink, and he might not. Now, if you ain't know anything about mules, you, you know, I'm telling you the truth. He might just drown. Just to show you that he ain't going to drink because you want him to drink. Huh? If you know a mule, you know what I'm telling you. Are you looking? Hello, mules. Hello. That wasn't nice. That, that just, no, that, no, I'm sorry. That, that, I should have done that. Oh, me and oh, my. Right? Right. Well, let me tell you something. We are that, brothers and sisters, and I, I, I can't, th these times, I, 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 you know, there's times I, I wish that the angels would bring you and let you see what I see. I, I just wish that you could understand what we're at the very brink of here. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, I, I, you know, Christ said, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to allow uh, the devil to pluck one of you out of my out of my hand. I feel the same way. I'm not Christ. I'm a prophet, but I feel the same way. I intercede. I pray for you, your families, every day. I hope you do the same for me and Donna. The fact of it is, I can't make you. I can show you the way, and 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 I pray. Uh, you know, the anointing of God does miraculous things. This weekend, I've asked God, and you've heard me pray. To open up your hearts, open up your minds, and let this word penetrate. Let this word draw you. Let you come to a place of a decision that I'm tired of, bless God, just going day to day. I want to start on a journey that, bless God, that when I walk, the earth shakes. He said, wait, isn't that a little high-minded and heady? No, 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 no. No, not at all. That's who we are. Like I keep saying, we're not the back of the bus. We're the front of the bus. It's a time that we begin to walk into that. But you can't do it defiling. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us 
at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out again all this material that you're hearing taught every day every week folks you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life you know what you can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer requests shalom until tomorrow and remember with god all things are possible okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.